Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Madeline Burke, studio host and sports broadcaster. Madeline, super excited to have you on the show. Can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do? Thanks, Rob. Well, yes, um, I'm happy to be here. Uh, like you mentioned, I'm a sports broadcaster in New York. I work for the New York Giants and I host their post game show on MSG at times. I do uh, their digital content and some of the in studio. Uh, in stadium stuff as well. Um, I also uh, host a fantasy football show with Bleacher Report with Matt Camp, uh, who's a tremendous talent. And um, I do some work with Sports Illustrated, and you can occasionally catch me on HQ Trivia as well. So just trying to stay stay busy. Lots of awesome stuff. And actually staying busy is why we want to talk with you because uh, to give some quick background, this past weekend I saw a quote that you posted on Instagram that said, it's not always about finding the open role that best suits your skills, but finding the skill you have and pitching it to outlets or teams that can use it. Sometimes you've got to create your own role. So this very much spoke to me in the journey I'm on, uh, as well as many of the listeners right now. I get messages all the time from people who want to work in sports or break into sports. Uh, we also have aspiring sports professionals who listen to the show. So on today's show, what we're going to dish about is how to work in sports. And I want to start with this, your why, because I believe the why is so important to fuel you to continue on because it's not always going to be a linear path. It can very much look like a roller coaster. So the, the more uh, your why is a part of what you're doing, uh, the better your chances of succeeding. So why did you, why are you doing this? Well, you know, it's funny because I started working in sports. I, I was always a writer uh, growing up. I loved writing. I, I did high school newspaper and wanted to do journalism and such. But um, when I went to college, I, I kind of had this realization when I was, you know, would be watching Monday Night Football by myself that, you know, I grew up, my, I'm my dad's only child. And I always thought like, oh, watching sports was a way that I bonded with him. And it it wasn't really until college that I realized like, oh, I actually do like this for me too. <laughs> like, um, and I mean, you know, it was one of those things as how we became so close, my dad and I. And uh, I think it's also too an interesting realm because there's so many different types of stories and so many different um, elements. Every day is different. And I like that. I, I, I'm not somebody who is comfortable in routine and in you know, the monotony of, okay, every day at 10 a.m. we do this and every day at 4 p.m. we do that. I like to change it up and keep it moving. So I think that that kind of um, really works, especially in this industry. It's a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of interesting and engaging people and you, um, and so, some of the experiences that, you know, I've been able to have have been ridiculous. And it, it's just, it's always, it's always something new. So let's go to the beginning and talk about your journey. You've gone from a production assistant and freelance reporter to, as you said, working with the Giants, Sports Illustrated, and Bleacher Report. So take us to your mindset at the beginning, because I believe this is so important to the further progress of your career. Well, it's funny because I never had a doubt that I was going to like make it in this industry, which is weird. Like people would be like, yeah, it's not that easy. I'm like, I know, but I'm going to do it. And some people thought like, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing is you got to believe in yourself and you've got to know that like, well, I have something to offer here. Um, 
but I remember when I was in college and, you know, professors of mine and, and teachers would always say, well, you have to go to a small market first and then you got to, you know, cut your teeth there and then maybe work up to a middle, middle market and a bigger market. And then, you know, kind of the local news route. And that just didn't feel on brand for me. So after I graduated from Arizona state, I moved home to LA and I just took my camera out and I started, you know, cutting packages and making, uh, little videos of any event or thing that I could get access to and, you know, go down to the Drew League or things like that and fun angles and interview people and edit it and put it up on YouTube and just kind of create my own content. Um, and that actually worked out well too, because one of the times when I was at uh, Pac-10 at the time, but now Pac-12 uh, media day, I was kind of trying to find the press conference. I'm in the lobby and I'm looking around and I see this gentleman and he looks like he's there for the event too. So I start talking to him and we are walking towards finding this press conference together. He's asking me about what I'm doing and I'm telling him, Oh, you know, I'm just creating content because I want to be a sports reporter someday. And da, 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 da. And then I said, what about you? And he goes, Oh, I'm the vice president of Fox sports. And I'm like, yeah, okay, of course you are. <laughs> and like in one of those moments that like, had I known who he was, I would have been much more nervous speaking to him. <laughs> but, um, and then that just kind of happenstance, you know, encounter like actually helped. And he brought me in for an audition to just kind of build my tape. And that ended up leading to a role hosting Running with the Pack, which was a college football show, a national college football show. And that was, you know, my first job out of college is a national college football show on Fox. And that's unheard of. But it was also because, you know, you got to stay prepared. You got to go out there and you never know when the opportunity is going to come. Uh, but if you're ready for it and you just kind of lean into it, then it's great. So someone once told me, if you ever hope to get paid to do something, you better be doing it already. Yes. So what I love about you going out and creating your own content is so many people out there say, oh, I would love to work in sports and create content, whether it's social media or video or podcasting, but then they create the excuse for why they can't. So it's like, Oh, well, I don't know graphic design. I don't know video editing. I don't have a camera. It inserts a myriad of excuses. And once I realized that I needed to be doing it, then everything changed. I became a sponge for learning. So I was like, how can I learn Photoshop? How can I learn video editing? How can I learn podcasting, live streaming, hosting, lighting, like all of this different stuff? Because that becomes the new standard that when you have that conversation with someone from Fox Sports, you want to at least be able to capitalize on said opportunity instead of, man, if I had only taken uh, an extra course on something or really taking uh, content creation to the next level of growing your own brand and getting comfortable in that situation because so many people say, well, Rob, what do I do at the beginning? I don't have any experience or skills. You, you've always got to be working on that on a regular basis, even if someone's not paying you for it. Absolutely. And there's so many like, opportunities at your fingertips to take a class in Photoshop or to take a class in, or learn how to do podcasting or learn how to edit and you know, get the software and just kind of fiddle with it and, and figure out how that works for you. If you want to create content, then create content. And the best thing to do too is to kind of cut your teeth on doing it on your own and see what you're passionate about, what your style is, what skills you have and what you know, direction you want to take it. Because then when you know, the roles are there or the opportunity presents itself, or you might discover something about yourself that you're like, oh, 
this is cool. I liked making this. And you know what? This could actually work. And, you know, maybe the, you know, the basketball team in town here could use a person who could make something like this because this would really elevate their in-game, you know, uh, graphics or things like that. And, and you'll, you'll have an idea that'll come from just kind of doing. And if you're not doing, if you're just thinking about it, you're just, there's no forward progress. So even if you want to take one step towards your goal, just start doing it and then see where that leads. So do you have a recommendation on skills someone should learn that would help them along on their journey? And this is something that there's no perfect answer. There's going to be people who have done this in a variety of different ways. But what about you? If someone's like, oh, Madeline, I'm 21. I'm about to graduate. What should I try and learn if I want to open-endedly work in sports? Well, one of the first roles that I got in sports was a production assistant. And I think that's very valuable, no matter what role you want to do, if you want to be in sports broadcasting, because as a production assistant, you, you know a lot of the uh, ins and outs of how the equipment works, how the lighting works, how to over under a cable and all these little details. Um, but also you get to see a variety of different roles from producing to directing to lighting to gaff, you know, whatever, any, any of that kind of stuff. And you learn a lot more. Um, and in the role that I'm in now, I have a lot of appreciation for the fact that I understand what it takes to do the roles around me. And I think that that helps too, because, you know, when you're on a set or when you're, you're doing a show and, you know, a lot of people have, there are a lot of people around that are doing a lot of very valuable jobs. And I find that there are a lot of people in the industry that don't quite fully understand what each of those roles is and to understand the value of them and, and what it takes to put something like this together. Uh, I think it's, it's really helpful. One thing that I love that you said earlier is you knew that you were going to work in the, in the industry, irregardless of the path. And one thing that I actually write down every day on my goals is be certain. So when you look at the highest achievers in the world, they're certain that things are going to happen. They don't know how it's going to happen and when it's going to be happening. But if you're certain that, listen, this is for me because dreams die when people give up on them and they quit. But when you're certain, certainty has no room for this isn't going to happen. And it's a very difficult thing, especially early on when you're waiting through a bunch of crap, you're not getting to what you want. But if you can really say, I believe this is going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm all in. I've burned the boats. Like for me, I burned the boats when I decided I'm going to quit my advertising sales job to live my dreams of building the awesomest sports media company ever. And it's like, well, what's the backup plan? There is no backup plan. Like this is what I'm going to do. So I think this is a transition to uh, there being no perfect way to do this and to create your own path. So you met someone at Fox Sports randomly, boom, there's an opportunity for it. For me, I had zero sports background except for loving to write and loving sports. So I wrote for fantasy sports websites for free for the longest time. And for me, it was never about the money. It was about doing it. Like if you said, Rob, you're never going to get paid to do it. I'm like, no, this is cool. I just love talking sports. And then you slowly start learning things. And you say, all right, well, maybe I'll throw an event and then you go big. And then all of a sudden you land a client and then you start learning podcasting and you create your own path and there's no perfect way to do it. But if you want it bad enough, you will find a way to talk to enough people, to do enough things, to learn enough things. So talk a little bit about there being a non-perfect path and for people to be able to pave their own way 
because you're a great example of it. I'm a great example of it. And there's so many others out there that have done it differently and you don't have to do it the way everybody else does. Absolutely. And I like that too. You have to be certain because if you don't believe in yourself, there is a lot of rejection in this field. I mean, you look at people and you think, wow, that person's doing really well. That person's got it all together. But that person probably heard a lot of no's along the way too. I heard a lot of no's along the way. I had a, like a lot of people that said, no, that you're not the right person. Your hair is to this. Your look is to that. Your voice is to this. It's a very subjective field. And if you don't believe in yourself with certainty, if you're doubting yourself already, then you're going to hear all those other people who tell you you can't do it and who tell you you're not going to make it or who tell you you're not the right fit for the role. And you're going to hear that more than you hear the one or two people that say, you know what, I see something in you. And I think that this is going to be positive. And I think I want to take a flyer on you and, and give you an opportunity here because those little opportunities along the way, I mean, in hindsight, I look back and there are so many people who said, you know what, I believe in you and I'm going to give you, give you this chance. But for every one of those, there was probably at least five or six who were like, no, I don't think you've got what it takes for this field. And that's, that's a reality of it. It's very competitive. It's very subjective. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, everyone's got a different taste. I mean, just like, you know, when we watch TV, you, one person's favorite show is this, another person's favorite show is that. Nothing is wrong with either show. It's just subjective. And that's just like it is with you know, being in this industry too. There's a lot of talented people that really want to do it. And uh, there's a lot of people making decisions that have varying tastes and varying opinions on what they think of these people. So you do have to kind of just be certain and believe in yourself and say, you know what? It's okay that this person doesn't think I've got what it takes, or it's okay that this person, maybe I'm not their flavor or their, you know, whatever. But that doesn't mean that there's not somebody else out there that thinks, oh my God, you're exactly what I've been looking for. And you just got to keep, keep going until you find the person who says, you know what, you are the perfect fit for what I've been looking for. And that is out there if you keep to it. But a lot of the thing too, is I think the competitive nature and subjectivity of this does weed out a lot of people along the way. You know, when I remember in college, I, I was thinking like, God, there are so many people that I'm, you know, in this graduating class with that have the same major and want to do the same career. And now 10 years later, a lot of those people have gotten out of this field and gone into real estate or something kind of safer or something like that because it's hard and it's competitive. And, um, and the people that stick with it inevitably, you know, make moves and, 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 and do it. It's just determination. I think a thing that really helps me is I've never worried about competition because my only competition is myself. Absolutely. How can, how can I get better? What you do is irrelevant to me. It's yeah. the more that you can only be concerned about what you're doing. And then the other thing I heard dealing with rejection, Steve Harvey had a quote that said, the dream has to be bigger than the fear. Mm -hmm. So when you've got the fear of rejection, fear of rejection, and there may come a time where you see someone you know you need to talk to. You're like, holy crap, that guy works at Fox Sports or, or somewhere. And you are scared to death. And it will happen. Trust oh, me, yeah. it will happen. It could be someone you want to interview. And you just look there and you're going to be paralyzed. We have to remember the dream is bigger than the fear. And there's actually a quote from Jamie Foxx. He said on the Tim Ferriss podcast, you know what's on the other side of fear? Nothing. <laughs> it is. So the more that you can program yourself, rejection and fear, this is par for the course. You've got to overcome these things, the better your chances of success. 
Well, and also too, it's important, I think, to be happy for other people. Like you mentioned too, there's a, a lot of competition, but your biggest competition is yourself. And if, you know, if you're up for a role and maybe you don't get it and someone else does, that's fine. That's not the role for you. Their success and the, uh, you know, a peer of yours succeeding in one role is not going to affect your trajectory. And I think that's something that also sometimes gets lost is I don't think, you know, I think it's important to support each other along the way as well. Um, and, and just be happy for other people's success and realize that that does not affect your your trajectory. So I'll get you out on this. I always like to give an action item or a takeaway so that the listener can do something after listening to their podcast. And I'll get the party started of what is one thing someone can do immediately upon listening to this that can help them along on their sports journey of living that dream. And for me, it is reach out to someone that you want to speak to. Uh, I did this back in the day where I created a podcast called How to Make It in Sports Media, where I was like, all right, how do I work in sports? So what's the best way to do it? Interview a bunch of different people that are currently working in sports and saying, how do you do it? Why is that good? Because one, you get the knowledge of what they did. Two, you start to build the relationship. And it's little baby steps and you never know where that's going to blossom to. So you can start with one person, but I would rec recommend saying, do that for 10 or 100. Create a list of 100 people you want to talk to. Because guess what? Imagine if some of them say yes and what that could be, because you never know who that person is or what they could need. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many people, especially early on in my career, I would just you know, blindly email and say, hey, I really admire your work. Can I buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain? Something like that. And you'd be surprised. I'd say like more than half of them said, absolutely. Let's, let's schedule something because people are more inclined than you think to lend help or to, you know, give advice. And that is a super valuable um, thing, especially as you're trying to figure out your way. And I think the other thing that I would suggest too, an action item is say, what do you want? What do you see as your goal? Write it down. Say, I want to be insert this. I want to do insert that. And then work backwards from there. Say, okay, well, how do I get there? All right, well, I got to do this, and then I got to do that. And then, and, or, or just take one step every day, do one thing every day that's going to get you closer to it. Whether it's, like you said, reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, can I take you to coffee? Or, hey, can I, you know, uh, have a call with you and, and get your advice on something? Or if it's, you know, learning a new skill or, you know, developing, uh, you know, relationships or something like that one thing every single day that gets you closer to that, that thing that you wrote down and, and you'll get there. Amen to that. I'm a testament to that. If you have constant improvement and you never give up, you will win. It just, exactly. It'll happen. It just will. I saw this thing once too. It said, without change, there's no butterflies, which is great because you got to be in that. the cocoon for a little bit and then there you go. Cool. So Madeline, where can people connect with you? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Madeline Burke, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N, uh, or Instagram, or uh, and reach out for social media or, or what have you. I'm happy to chat and and give advice and and hear and watch. You know what you guys are all doing out there as well, because I can't tell you how many people helped me along the way, and I would be thrilled to pay it forward. That is wonderful. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Did it cause you to think or take action? Or God forbid, you hit up Madeline or myself and ask us a question about how we might be able to help you along on your journey. You can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy or on Twitter at Rob Cressy. Cressy. That's it. That's all, 